0: Studios. This, this is the award-winning After Nine with
1: Scott and Kat, powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hey now, hi! Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Welcome to After Nine. We have an announcement on tomorrow's podcast. It's going to be a big one. Big for us. It is. I mean, it is
0: big. It's, let's just say that there's. We get DMs about something how much how many hints are we even allowed to give today
1: you can give out some decent hints if so, you want uh,
0: we get we get dms from people who've listened to us for many years and let's just say if you are one of those people who stick with us in our fm radio show i mean and perhaps you stream us and you don't live near the place that we're actually broadcasting from currently there may be news for you yeah is that enough of a hint
1: sure we're gonna be up a little later we're gonna be uh Visiting new places. Mm. It's going to be great, mm, everybody. mm, mm, mm. Big announcement tomorrow. And I believe Dave Blizzard is going to come in and join us for that announcement. And he can tell you a thing or two about what we're going to be announcing as well. Because, hey, we're pretty excited about it. So the whole team's in on this.
0: Yeah, we're pretty stoked. Um, I want to say, yes, I got your DMs about uh, yesterday. I when we were talking about the metaverse, I talked about Ready Player One, which is a movie and it was similar to the metaverse. But then I intermingled that with a a movie called Gamer, which is the one that actually stars Gerard Butler. So my bad. Got your DMs. My apologies for screwing up the two movies.
1: It's amazing how quickly people rush to correct something they hear that's wrong in in the podcast or on the radio or whatever. It's right away. You're Fucking wrong. Yeah. I'll fire this off right now while I'm good and angry. I must
0: correct you.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't mind it's it. It's fine.
0: I don't mind it either. I, I did screw them both up because I did watch them both close to the same p- time. So for some reason, I thought Gerard was in Ready Player One and then I was screwing up elements of that. I, either way, Metaverse, it remains to be the same, that it'll be interesting. And uh, we look forward to that. And in case you did miss the podcast from yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about Metaverse. And I'm sure in the future, we'll be talking about the Metaverse quite quite uh, frequently too, but you can listen back to that from yesterday if you want.
1: In the future, we'll be doing the podcast from the Metaverse.
0: Oh, you're really fucking with my mind now.
1: Uh, a couple things here that I want to mention before we get into some more fun stuff. We're, we're going to talk about roommates in a bit. The lawyer for conspiracy theorist Alex Jones says he's going to appeal the decision from the jury yesterday that awarded his victims almost a billion dollars. Here's the problem. Alex Jones is almost broke at this point. He had a pretty good media empire going for a while there, but he says there's no more money, let alone almost a billion dollars. If you sue and that person doesn't have any money, I feel like there should be another method to get your cash to recover what you're owed besides forcing that person to liquidate all their assets. I mean, think back to the OJ trial. He was found criminally responsible for the death of of Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown. He was ordered to pay millions upon millions of dollars, but he didn't have any money. And that sucks. Isn't there when you get a, a parking ticket, sorry, a speeding ticket and all sorts of stuff. There's always a victim's surcharge. Where does that money go? And does that actually get to victims? Because I feel like maybe we should have a slush fund for these assholes that really wrong somebody. And when they're actually convicted by the courts of having done it, they can't pay up.
0: Right. I mean, the victim funds usually go toward the legal fees, which anyone who's ever used a lawyer before knows add up very quickly, especially when you're going to trial for whatever it might be. Another similar um, uh, more recent case is the R. Kelly case. Yeah. And he still stands trial in a couple different cities. He owes tens of thousands of dollars to his victims, which we can now say are victims and not alleged victims. And he just doesn't have the money. And same thing, you could liquidate some of his assets, but apparently his lawyers have already said, you can liquidate them all you want. There's nothing left. There's nothing to squeeze out. The victims, uh, I assume, get just their fees paid for in terms of lawyers, but do they actually get any money? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how that works, and I know that it differs based on where where you are. Obviously, the states is going to have different laws than Canada, et cetera.
1: I I, I just... We can't force regular people who don't have a car to have insurance. You just can't do it. But maybe we should. I mean, if there's people out here who are going to be assholes and, and do what Jones did, and then he gets found responsible for that, these people are entitled to the money that the jury says they deserve. Mm-hmm. It's also got to send a message to everybody else. Alex Jones should never earn another penny for himself again until the debt is paid. That's the way I see it. Uh, people have tried to get me to... Uh, watch Alex Jones in the past and they send me links and stuff like that. Hey, listen, I'm open to hearing about some conspiracy theories. I don't know where he's going with this Sandy Hook thing to claim the entire thing was a false flag and there were child actors there and it was theatrical makeup. And, you know, I'm reading some of the horror stories about what some of the parents of those kids that were shot and killed at school went through. One person said that uh, they were threatened and harassed for years by people who believed the lie that Alex Jones told on his radio show. One man testified someone showed up and urinated on the grave of his seven-year-old son and threatened to dig up the coffin to prove that it was fake.
0: You have to be kidding me. Like, it's just disgusting. Honestly. Disgusting.
1: Move on from this. If you were one of those people that was carrying that... That horrible story that what happened in Sandy Hook wasn't real and they were all actors and paid to try and advance the U.S. government's cause of creating gun control. I do think that the government sets up a lot of stuff to try and paint the narrative that they want in the media for whatever legislation they're going to pass. But they didn't do this. They didn't fake kill 20 kids and six adults. That's just ludicrous. I mean, it's crazy that he would even go on with this. And well, this is what happens, right? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. In this case, his stupid prize is a loss of almost a billion dollars. And I really hope that those victims get some of that money. Mm-hmm. He's got to have some money squirreled around. He had a big following for a while there. And people send in donations and there were sponsors and all sorts of shit. I, I hope they investigate that a little further, Kat. Uh, today, The inquiry into the use of the Freedom of of the Emergencies Act to end the Freedom Convoy gets underway in Ottawa. I'm really curious about this. The hearings are going to take place at the Library and Archives of Canada. It's going to be live streamed. Members of the public can share their views with the commission online or they can simply watch and see what testimony comes out. <laughs>
0: they can share their views. I, I'm sure that they'll be all read. Oh, all fuck. of them will be looked at. You
1: you want, yeah, a, okay. you want a, a real... There's a
0: comment box.
1: <laughs> you want a real mosaic of opinions. Holy yeah. cow. The testimony that's going to come out during this is going to be crazy. L- let's remember what happened here, everybody. Back in February, we had all the, the truckers, and they went to Ottawa, and, and they did occupy uh, the street in front of the parliament buildings, and we all know all that. When the Emergencies Act is put into effect, it's mandatory, it's the law, that there needs to be a public inquiry afterwards to investigate whether or not it was appropriate to have done it. I'm going to suggest that we should probably reform that, maybe amend that law. Maybe there should be a a more stringent series of rules before they can even invoke the Emergencies Act, because it seems like there's, even if, if this commission finds the government was way, way, way off base and they never should have done it, it was complete overreach, there's no real punishment for having done it. I mean, we'll know the truth. We'll know that there was lies told to the people. We'll know that certain media outlets were perpetuating those lies. But we're never going to get any results or any resolution to this because there's not really anything we can do. I mean, if some people, are, I think, are expecting the prime minister to end up in jail, and that's simply not going to happen. It doesn't happen that way. But Commissioner Paul Rouleau, has got a lot of access to documents, and today they're going to present some documents. There's a newly declassified document from CSIS. The day before the Emergencies Act was invoked, a CSIS document said that there was 10 people in one location and about 100 people gathered at another, but they did not, in their opinion, see it as a threat. If our national intelligence agency is saying not a threat. How did we end up with the Emergencies Act invoked? And if you're wondering, well, probably shady, but it needed to be broken up anyway, so who cares? It's a real slippery slope when we just willy-nilly tell our government it's okay to freeze Canadians' bank accounts without due process. To arrest people and leave them in jail far, 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 far longer than someone who commits a crime with a gun would be left in jail And that's what happened here in Canada, in a democracy in 2022, in a G7 country. So let's have this hearing. Let's hear the testimony. It's amazing to me that as one of the witnesses, you've got the prime minister. As another witness, you've got one of the convoy organizers in Tamara Leach. We haven't heard much from Tamara Leach since she went to jail twice since February over this. But we're gonna hear from her now. It's gonna be live streamed and it's going to be around the world. And I have to think it's gonna be worldwide news. People are gonna be talking about whatever it is that all of these witnesses are gonna say. And it's kinda of surreal that this is a, a a hearing about whether or not it was appropriate to call it. I mean, so far doesn't seem to be any evidence. That there was guns, that they were armed, that there was going to be some sort of an insurrection, or that they even had the capability of overthrowing the government, as the government said at the time, as their justification for invoking it. So today is the day that they start presenting documents. Tomorrow the witnesses start, and I'm going to try and fill you guys in on it and let you know who's going to be up every day, because certain witnesses are probably going to be more fun to watch than others. Sure.
0: I like. I'm a highlights person, in that so that's great. Keep us updated. Cole's notes. Yeah, Cole's notes only. I'm not going to be watching live stream. I think. But.
1: I don't know that I'm going to watch the live stream either. But there's some great people that listen to this pod, or listen to the radio show, or follow us on social. That'll they'll catch the key parts and send it to us. And, and along the same vein, there's one more thing I'm going to play for you before we move on to some other stuff. This is European Parliament, if I'm not mistaken. It is a member of European Parliament questioning one of the executives at Pfizer. And the question was very simple. When you created the vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine for COVID, did you test it on whether or not it can stop transmission of COVID-19? I'm going to play it for you in his own words. And the response you're going to get is from Janine, who is an executive at Pfizer. Listen to this
2: exchange. So a question then for you, Ms. Small where I would like a clear answer, please. So there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around um did we know about stopping humanisation before um it's entered the market? No, uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. I think our uh, Dr. Bourla, even though he's not here, would turn around and say to you himself, uh, if not us, then who? Um, Dr. Bourla actually felt the importance of what was going on in the world. And therefore, as a result of that, we actually um, spent $2 billion at risk uh, of self-funded money from Pfizer to be able to manufacture as it, well. First of all, research, develop and manufacture at risk to be able to make sure that we were in a position to be able to help um, with the pandemic. And uh, and I think that's why I feel very good when a recent paper um, from the Imperial College stated that in the first year of the rollout of, of vaccines, um, we saved. Uh, four million
1: people. Just to recap, she called it the market. What what they call the market for drugs is our lives. This is the world around us. Mm -hmm. In the market, they needed to rush. They needed to do it quick. They needed to move at the speed of science in her own words. But maybe you didn't pick up on that. Maybe you missed it or it went over your head. To recap, the question was, did you test it to see if the vaccine will stop transmission. That's why we all took it, right? That's it-
0: why we were all also like where, like doing all of the other mandates on top of this.
1: That's right. All those mandates were to stop transmission. If we only allow vaccinated people on an airplane and vaccinated people can't transmit the virus, then hey, we've stopped transmission. Mm-hmm. She said no. They never even tested it. They they never never even tested it on human-to-human transmission. And maybe that would have been a long process and they didn't have time to do it. Uh, uh, All right. I mean, okay. Then where did the narrative, do it for yourself, do it to protect the people you love come from? Because that was a thing. That was a thing all through the beginning waves. Do it for the people you love. Protect the seniors in your life. Protect those with (laughs) immune-compromised systems.
0: How how many people around that time too? It was like double shot by Christmas of that year, right? What yep. was it then? 2020? Was that 2020? It was 2021. And I remember that being the thing. Was like, hey guys, we gotta get together? Yeah, don't worry. Double dove, so we're good. I'm not gonna transmit anything to you. That was like the thing that you said, right? Yep. Um, and I think we all knew this though. That said, we all knew this without hearing it officially, right? We all figured this just by the numbers alone, just by the waves of COVID that followed a lot of people getting the vaccines, regardless of Pfizer or otherwise, but let's talk about Pfizer. Sure. We all kind of knew this was the case. We knew that, hey, this is weird. I contracted COVID. I had two shots. I guess it's, and I know that the only people around me had these vaccines too. So riddle me this, like we all knew it, but this is just, official now and coming from the mouth of the company.
1: To me, where it became official was last December. It was the week between Christmas and New Year's. And the head of the CDC in America was doing an interview and flat out asked, can it stop transmission? And that was where right there on the spot, she said, we do know it helps reduce serious outcomes, but no, it can't stop transmission. That to me... It was over. The need for the mandates was gone. And of course, we Mm -hmm. kept those mandates on until two weeks ago. Right. Two weeks ago is when the mandates ended. But we kept them up even though we knew and it was confirmed it didn't stop transmission. And and now we're hearing from Pfizer, they never even tested it Mm -hmm. to see if it would stop transmission. In fact, when we caught COVID, even though we were double dosed, we were told wow, it's one of those wild breakthrough cases. You know, those pesky breakthrough cases. Every now and again, that can happen, but for the vast majority, no, it won't. They never even tested it, guys. They didn't. So when the prime minister came out and the health minister came out and the premier came out and all these people came out and said, do it for the people you love. Protect the people you love. Get a shot so you don't get them sick. Where did they get it from? Did Pfizer lie to the government or did the government lie to the people? That's what I'd like to know.
0: Yeah, crossed wires somewhere maybe. I don't know, but it's a big thing to cross wires that's over. That's a
1: huge thing. How many people got <laughs> yeah. shamed into doing something that they did not want to do? And because,
0: were, Not they, to say the vaccines are bad in any way. Like, that's I mean, not what t- I'm saying. That's no. not it at all. It's, it's at the, it serves more than one purpose, these vaccines. This was just one of the purposes we thought that it served, that it did not serve.
1: Well, it's funny because if you have this conversation with the real purists, the ones who love COVID and want this to continue being a thing, they'll all tell you, that's not what they said. No, we've always known that it can't stop transmission. That is bullshit. That is is a lie. At first, we were told, you should remember this because it wasn't that long ago in our history. We were told, do it to protect the people you love. Take the shot, and then you're safe. And then when the government said only vaccinated people can be together in many different settings, including restaurants, on trains, on planes, and all those other places, we thought we were safe because everybody in here was vaccinated. And it turns out that was all bullshit. We were told. We were led to believe That it would stop transmission like many vaccines do. It's just this one doesn't. I'm not shitting on the vaccine. Hey, if you want it, you go ahead and get it. In fact, there is zero people in line right now. Waterloo region opened up a mass vax clinic a week ago and they're already ready to shut it down because there is no demand. Walk-ins it's
0: so, on day
1: one. It's probably so quiet in there. Seriously, I don't know who's racing out right now to get this booster, especially when every day we keep finding out new things about it. This new booster that wasn't even tested on people; they tested it on a couple of mice. So, I mean, where are we going with this here, guys? Thank God, common sense is starting to prevail, and they've dropped these mandates and may. God help us if they ever try and bring them back because it just, we can't let that happen. I mean, not when we are after the fact learning all this stuff. You know I mean? They get us all hyped up at the moment. Oh, here's the vaccine. Go get it, it. protect your loved ones. And then we find out a year later, that's not the point. They never even tested it for that. Freedom Convoy, they've got guns and they're gonna overthrow the government. We need to evoke the Emergencies Act. We find out even the intelligence agency said there was no threat there. There were no guns there. All of it was lies. And they said it at the time to get them through the time they were in. Well, now we're at a time where they have to be accountable. And unfortunately, there's no consequences for not being truthful in this case. And it's very, very sad. I I do feel bad. I'm thinking about my own personal situation i've got close family members that got shots just so they could travel they didn't Mm -hmm. want it they didn't they said they don't want to do it but they put it in their body because they were told a it was the right thing to do to protect grandma and b it's the only way that you can get on an airplane in this country well it turns out it was all for nothing Mm -hmm. we'll leave it at that um let's see here got a lot of stuff i want to talk about. Do
0: you want to talk about this emoji thing cuz i found this to be interesting? I
1: don't like it cuz it makes me feel old.
0: Okay, well let's <laughs> let's dive into this. Go ahead. Cuz let's make us all feel old. I think I'll be honest with you. Even those who are surveyed here who are younger, like in that demographic of being younger and i'm talking about Gen Z Probably do these things. So I find this interesting, but. Th- Can we
1: just, before you do it, clarify, Gen Z is the youngest of them all? This is the people not who the, are.
0: Not the youngest of them all. Uh, but yes, this is um, born mid to late 90s and into the early 2010s. Okay. Okay. So the the two there's two headlines. This is that, the
1: very sensitive generation.
0: Th- they say, yeah, they say. So two headlines stemming from this. Number one. Just so you know, according to this latest in-depth study on emojis, just from, just from Gen Z's being studied, over 2,000 of them, by the way, if you use a thumbs up emoji,
1: you're being extremely passive aggressive. How? How can they possibly say that a thumbs up is passive aggressive? I can't think of anything more direct. Thumbs up. Great. Great. That's a sign of approval. In fact, when you type OK into your text program or whatever and it recommends emojis based on the word you typed, type OK and it offers you a thumbs up. That's how it works.
0: Well, and this is the problem, they say, is that they believe the older generations, I know millennials were older, Gen X, you're very old and boomers are just prehistoric. But all of the older generation are lazy with the keyboard. So instead of words, and in case you're wondering what they like instead, it's words over emojis, according to the survey. The thumbs up can be quite hostile. And particularly some of the Gen Zs who have just entered the workforce and whatnot, of course, and getting their feet wet in whatever industry it is, say they find it to be quite hostile to include that. Words like aggressive are used with a thumbs up. So, okay, thumbs up is out, fine. There's also- But why
1: though? What's passive aggressive or, or ag- aggressive period about it?
0: You know what I think it is? Okay, let me let me try to figure this out because I've used the thumbs up, okay? So this said, uh, yeah, I, I probably used it in the last 24 hours. <laughs> you know what it is too? It's that reply. When you press and, press and hold down the your per, texter's text, it gives you options to just laugh at it or okay it or whatever. And I've done the thumbs up thing. I don't mean to be- passive-aggressive, hostile, or rude at all, but in their mind, it's you saying like, yeah, 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 yeah. not even having, taking the time to type in, okay, sounds good, or "Uh, gotcha, that's a great idea, we'll chat about that later, or whatever the response might bring, right? So apparently, they want a little bit more from you, or else it's considered a little rude, and again, passive-aggressive. But there was more to this study, too, because they looked into that being an emoji they hate. Like, they hate the thumbs up the most. Gen Z also says that there are a bundle of emojis that make you look old when you type them. So don't type them out if you want to look young and hip and cool, apparently.
1: Can I give a yay or nay as you go down this list? Sure, let's
0: do this. I'll I'll give you the top 10. We don't need to
1: go any further than that.
0: Thumbs up was the number one that makes you look old. And I think it's just because they hate it so much that they ranked it number one.
1: Yeah. Okay. But there is something to it. I mean, I think my dad knows one emoji and it's the thumbs up. I can send him a novel about all the things that I've got to update him on and he'll just send me back a thumbs up.
0: Got it. So that's him saying, got it. Got it. Okay. But would you appreciate a thanks for all of that? Appreciate it. We'll chat about that later. Or do you give a shit? I don't give a shit. Okay. Good, good, good. I also
1: am still struggling to understand why... It's not millennials again. It's Gen Z. Gen Z. Why they have an issue with the thumbs up. I mean, stop reading so much into it. It's a thumbs up. It's a sign of approval Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or an acknowledgement that it was read. It's fine.
0: The other one that makes you look old is the tears streaming out of your face crying emoji. Like just straight up sad face. Cry, cry, cry. Your eyes out.
1: I don't think I've ever used that one, but I also don't think I've ever been that sad.
0: Yeah. The one that I do use from time to time. Is it's the grimacing face emoji, or I like to call it the eek emoji? Because if you type the word eek, it, that's what pops up. It's that, eek,
1: oh, you the know, one with the big teeth, with the ah. teeth, like, eek.
0: don't do that. You're old.
1: To me, that one comes across as,
0: oh, yeah, that's what I figure too. The red heart.
1: Oh, that's a, a red cla- heart that's makes a, us old. That's a classic, timeless digital form of an ilu. I don't know what anyone could possibly have against love. The red heart is probably the only actual emoji you need.
0: The, and, and by the way, apparently, no, not the case for the pink hearts. The pink hearts are fine. The multi hearts, you know, oh. the one with a ribbon on it. Fine. Good. Uh, the blue heart, the green heart, the black heart even. Sure. You do a red heart. You're fucking old. All right. The okay symbol. I hate the okay symbol, but the okay symbol's in here too. I never use it. I don't like it. Uh, Clap hands emoji The applause emoji When you do that To an Instagram post Apparently You Look
1: Old Um Just by It's praise I mean usually people Generally love being praised If I send you back a Yeah You should be happy about that Don't think Well this guy's fucking old Good for you
0: You know what I think it is too I think it goes Hand in hand With the stupid thing That was trending For a long time With when you use that In between words Like it's
1: oh right, right right
0: and then they people use the clap in between which i think is one of those things that's either on the way out or probably already out but that used to be a thing and then they probably equate it to that's so over so don't do that but the clap emoji in general no you're old i mean you could use it but you're old. the kiss face the kiss just the kiss not the kiss face but just lip imprint no don't do that old wow check mark Oh, the check mark. I don't Again, know who you. I don't use the check mark though. What, what,
1: what, what is wrong with you people? Where would you
0: Where would you use the check mark as like a response to someone, for example?
1: Uh, so I've used the check mark. I'll actually use multiple check marks in one text. I'll do really? it to my girlfriend, for example. Uh, dogs walked. Check. Uh, you do that? Dishes are done, check. And she never gave me a list. I just feel like I should document all the different things that are done that she doesn't have to worry about.
0: And you actually use the checkmark symbol and, on it? And I've used it, oh, Wow! Yeah. I'll type in oh, okay.
1: dog or went you to say, the park. Yeah, hey, I
0: walked the dog and I took the garbage out. Have a good day, toots. That's not how you do it?
1: Yeah, I'd give her a little pat on the ass <laughs> and say, you carry on with your day there, beautiful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the poop emoji's also out, by the way. Two more left. Two left.
1: I agree with that, Poop though.
0: emoji. I don't... I don't, I don't use that either. I don't know. Some people do, I guess still. And then the other one that I have totally used is, uh, the see no evil monkey. It's like, and he's like covering up his eyes because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's cute. It's cute. But anyway, no, you're old. If you use that, you're pretty, you're pretty friggin' old.
1: Huh? I, uh, I don't know if I like being called old by the generation that found it passive aggressive to send a thumbs up. Yeah.
0: That one. See, it doesn't, really I, I, do- I almost
1: kind of don't give them any credibility at this point.
0: But do you think any, anyone in a p- power position, for example, that does have Gen Z as their employees will now look at what they respond if they're the type to interact with their uh, coworkers via text? Do you think it's going to change the way that they do things? I'm almost curious to ask Dave. I might ask him on the way out how he feels about that because he is the type that's he's a very um, he, he's a very like 2022 boss. You can text him about stuff. You don't have to email him every time. Would he ever use the thumbs up emoji did he previously? And would he change it, his tune now, now that he knows that the young, the young ones consider it quite passive aggressive?
1: I, I, I see a lot of companies making this change and it's amazing how quickly a digital movement can grow. You, you've got mm-hmm. people who, a couple people, by the way, I don't even imagine this is the majority, but you get some people that say it's passive aggressive. It's outrageous. Uh, one person said, I felt attacked when they got a thumbs up emoji. Attacked, yeah. attacked. attacked. They See, actually use the word attacked. And, and people yeah. are companies will then probably create policies and say, OK, no more emojis and emails anymore. Or, no more responding by text with a thumbs up. They're going to go ahead and change their entire culture over something that is a dumb mm-hmm. minority thing. But every company is so scared shitless of not appearing woke and being canceled by the young people. It's almost extortionate at this point. I think but they will go ahead and do it. If any com- God forbid if- somebody be upset
0: at an emoji. If any company does that by the way Scott, you know what they need to do? Be an emoji free place then. None. None. Use your words, people. Use your words to respond to people. See but, how
1: much the Gen Zers like that. Yeah,
0: n- no emojis at all. Don't use them. No GIFs, no fucking memes, no goddamn emojis. I don't think young people do that anyway. Nothing. You can't respond with anything but words. Let's go back to using words then. If you can't handle emojis or you may take them the wrong way.
1: Do you ever look in the mirror though and, and ask yourself, like, if you're the person who says, I felt attacked, I was outraged that somebody would send me a... a <laughs> they sent me a thumbs up. Do you look in the mirror and think to yourself, fuck me, I'm soft. You know, like maybe I should just grow a thicker skin. Maybe I should stop bitching about little trivial things and maybe I should focus on bigger things in my life. If this is truly an issue for you that you felt attacked cuz somebody sent you a thumbs up emoji, mm-hmm. maybe you should just check right out of the digital world at this point for a bit and and just gain some perspective. Like look in the mirror and say, "Wow, am I ever sensitive?" Wow, do I ever read into things that don't need to be read into? This was a simple affirmation, and I blew it way out of proportion. Maybe that's something that you should look in the mirror at yourself at and ask, what's wrong with me here?
0: You know what ends up happening, though, is that you do that reflection when you're older. So when the, was it Alpha after Gen Z? So when Alpha's all in their 20s, they're going to do some stupid shit, too. And you know what's going to happen, because it's a pattern, we all know it, The Gen Z are going to be like, ah, man, we did some stupid shit, too. So, you know, because even as a millennial, I know millennials had a bad rap for a while. I'm not sure if it still lingers around. I'm sure it does. But yeah, we did some stupid shit in our day, too. But Gen Z, before you go getting angry about a thumbs up emoji, let's remember what your generation has also done so far.
1: Let's talk about what let's your about generation your has done. Talk about your
0: generation and your um, Tide Pod challenges and all the other stupid shit. And I'm not saying it's each individual Gen Zer. We know there's some smart ones that don't do that shit and also don't take it the wrong way when you use a thumbs up. But when you look at a study and the majority of people say that's aggressive, passive aggressive. It, you got to know that a lot of people around your age range feel that way well we all have our embarrassing shit so maybe one day you'll look back but it'd be nice if we could reflect in the moment every
1: uh, we should definitely you know, I've, you know I've, what I mean? I've said it a million times the world needs a lot more mirrors than it currently has because people need to take a look at themselves and start asking why do i feel this way why am i projecting whatever shit situation i was in right. onto everyone else and blaming an emoji for it and that
0: could be it too because when you're new to a workforce this has happened to all of us before when we first get into whatever industry we're in maybe you've really landed that job you really want to impress everybody and then someone and i've been in that scenario but it's not about emojis it's about what someone said Mm -hmm. and maybe it's happened to me where my boss critiqued my work and uh, you know maybe you cry over it maybe you don't cry but you get angry you go you vent you'd but they've used words you're you're going to feel that way like regardless you're going to feel like someone has made passive aggressive comments towards you or you're going to feel like a superior has said something to you that was quite hurtful it's going to happen But like you said, you're projecting a lot more than you think you are, or maybe you don't realize you are at all when it's over an emoji that's supposed to be meant or was initially meant to be, uh, that's great way to go. Or I saw it and I know it could be taken in many different ways. A thumbs up could mean anything from good job. Well done to I see your text, Scott. That sounds great with me or just read. And I've, I've, I've read it. Thanks for sending. And basically a red receipt. It could be used a few different ways. But I've never seen it be used in an aggress- for an aggressive reason.
1: I also want to point out here, and give this some thought, every generation dislikes the one that comes immediately after them.
0: It's the way it is.
1: The baby boomers thought the world was going to come to an end because of Gen X. And Gen X is doing just fine taking things on right now. And then Gen X did not like the millennials at all. The millennials didn't like Gen XY or Gen Z. And then Gen Z, eventually, you're not going to like the generation that comes after you. You can be this enlightened, woke teenager right now thinking, fuck, this is great. We're going to change the world. But make no mistake about it. Once you do actually buy a home and get into the home market, you're going to feel the exact same way as the people who are currently in it, hating these interest rate rises and hating the fact that houses have devalued, even though right now you're cheering it on so that you can get into the market. You're not going to want that when you get a little older. You're going to, right now, raise all kinds of shit over a thumbs up emoji. Okay, well, the next generation is going to be even more progressive than you. (laughs) And when they start raising shit that interferes with your day-to-day or your life or your family, you're going to hate it too. We're just causing all kinds of shit because we're young. And it's going to be, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you start going down that road. I don't know why everybody can't be like Gen X. We just put our heads down. We put our heads down and we we work hard. We didn't bother anybody. Gen X was the most peaceful generation there was. We just got through and made it through, and now that's the middle class. And and even though we keep getting dealt a shit stick as well, we're making the best of it. We're not bitching about emojis. We're not complaining about this or that. We're just here. Nice, common sense, reasonable people.
0: But you're also getting angry at the Gen Z who say it's passive aggressive. So is there something to that? Well,
1: now we're going down three generations that are still fucking with us. The thumbs up emoji is aggressive, get the hell out of here. Seriously, explain that to me. You come here on this podcast and explain why that's aggressive. And then I'm going to ask you some questions to find out where in your body that's really coming from, because there's no way that that is aggressive.
0: It's an interesting conversation to have today, though. You you know, if you have a Gen Z as a child, if you have a Gen Z in your life in any way, shape, or form, I'm trying to think. I don't think I text with many Gen Zers, um, aside from my younger cousins, perhaps. But If you have someone around, you ask them how they feel about that, especially if they're in the workforce or even if they'd ask, uh, talk to a professor, maybe they have that relationship with them where they would send them emails with emojis in it. I don't know, but just ask how they feel about it. And I think that we would not be surprised to learn that a lot of them don't feel that way. But just according to the survey, a lot of them do. Uh, It's something to, it's something to consider for some people. Maybe it's something to roll your eyes at for others, but that is how they feel for the most part.
1: Let's have a little chat here about roommates. A lot of people have roommates. Some people not by choice. Some people just because it's the only way to make the dollars work.
0: That's right. A lot of people are kind of in the forced roommate situation right now.
1: It could be a school situation where you're required in most cases to have yourself a roommate. There's a lot of reasons that you may end up living with someone else. Really great whisper thread. Whisper for those who don't know is an an anonymous site where you can contribute to the conversation remaining anonymous. So I feel like it's a real indicator of honesty because when you don't have to worry about what people are going to think of you, you can say the truth. And they asked for roommate from hell stories. Mm. I'm going to read you a couple of them.
0: Yeah, please.
1: This person says, I caught my roommate sniffing my underwear.
0: Yeah, like that's cause for get the Should fuck I out. Should I be concerned? Of course. Should
1: you be? Why are you even asking that question? Is there any reason you can think that they might? What if, what no. if they went into your room?
0: <laughs> the answer's no, but.
1: They went into your room and saw a whole bunch of clothes on the floor and they thought, I'm going to do this person a favor because clearly they're in over their head. I'm going to do their laundry for them. But you're not sure what's clean and what's dirty. So you give it a little, oh, that's dirty. Whoop! No. that's going in the wash. No. You still don't not want them chance- smelling you.
0: Not a chance in hell not a chance in hell. First of all, don't touch my fucking shit. Don't. But if you, even if you are on that like uh, friend's uh, level of, yeah, I'll do your laundry. I would never do that. But okay, let's say you're on that level. Nobody needs to be sniffing anything. You wash it just in case. You know what? Screw it. Wash it just in case. Nobody should be sniffing anyone else's laundry. This was clearly something that was a little on the gross side. This was a fetish of sorts. No doubt in my mind, because there's no excuse for sniffing someone
1: else's underpants. There's none. I caught my roommate having sex with her boyfriend on my bed. Oh, She has her own bed. What the hell?
0: Oh, that is a what the hell. Yeah. I mean, if you got your own bed.
1: Oh, there's an adventure to it though. When you do it in a different place. Is that it
0: though? But whoop-dee-woo, it's the same place. You're still in the same place.
1: So creeped out. Caught my roommate spying on me while changing. Thinking I should kick him out, but I don't want to pay the rent on my own. Oh, yeah. How many people are putting up with a total dirtbag? just because they got to pay the rent. They need that income. They need that person's half to make it work.
0: And it sucks that anyone's in that situation to begin with though, to be with someone of like a, the opposite sex, let's say that is attracted to potentially attracted to you and you're forced to room with them. seems strange. Like get locks. That's when you get locks and you use them. Lock your, lock, lock your door. If they're watching you lock your door.
1: I would always lock my door. Like, I would always do it. I don't care
0: who I lived with. If I had a roommate scenario, take no offense to it, people, but I'm locking my door.
1: Wrote down the boyfriend's credit card info, and when we kicked her out, she tried to buy a $2,000 MacBook with it. This is a roommate that wrote down her boyfriend's credit card number, and when they got separated, she tried to use that card. To buy a $2,000 MacBook. Rude. but Not then, even a regular Air. You went for the fucking pro. Yeah. Really? Yeah. With a stolen credit card. Really? Some people. Had sex in the living room. I got blamed for coming home early. <laughs> hey, if you're going to have sex in a common area of a place that you share yeah. with somebody else, it's on you to make sure you don't get caught. Not on the other person to check to see if it's okay to come in the house you do that at your own risk you know along the same vein I caught my roommate using my vibrator I didn't I didn't know what to say I just turned around and walked out first off how do you know it was your vibrator and that they don't also have one would you know
0: Well, maybe like the drawer was wide open or something uh, like that. Like caught red-handed. Yeah. Well, (laughs) red-handed. One
1: way to put it. What would you want to use someone else's vibrator for? Is it just you really need some vibration and you don't currently have one? Maybe you're out of batteries or you didn't charge it up. Why would you use someone else's vibrator? That's a pretty personal thing.
0: Pretty personal. It's probably one of the most personal things. Anything that goes inside of another human, you shouldn't touch it. Mm -hmm. It's not yours. Leave it alone. And a little rinse... Is it going to do the trick? (laughs) Just don't. And by the way, at least that person knows if they get each other Christmas gifts, what to get them.
1: No kidding. Get your own fucking vibrator. Here's another one. I walked into my roommate sniffing my jock. I knew he was weird, but damn.
0: Yeah, damn is right.
1: Sniffing the jock. Why the fuck would you want to do that? There's
0: a lot of sniffers out there. eh? People are really
1: sniffers. You know, I I think it's a sensory thing. I think some people are more turned on by their nose than their eyes in some cases. Yeah, it's really weird. It's got to be a thing. Uh, caught my roommate in my lingerie. Mm. I have so many questions. He's a male.
0: Well, okay. This goes back to a conversation not long ago we had in the podcast. Some people do like to dress up and if they have that in front of them and the options available and they don't think they're going to get caught, they're probably going to use whatever's there.
1: I caught my roommate texting my mom. I don't even know how he got her number, let alone why he's texting my mom. Strange one.
0: Why, like, context is everything, though. Why? What well, were they texting about?
1: I can think of a lot of different reasons that you might need to get in touch with your roommate's mother. Some of them may be practical. Others could be very simply, it's, uh, uh hey, it's my roommate's birthday coming up and, and I don't even know how old they are, but I want to make a cake. I'll reach out to their mom. And... Yeah. Okay. You don't know how he got the number. You probably have your mom's number around the house somewhere. I'm I'm sure it wasn't impossible. I'm not going to say that that one was particularly nefarious. It could be, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one.
0: Your mom gave him the number. Get over it.
1: (laughs) She wants it. Mom gave it to him last night That's right. in your room. Yeah. Just caught my roommate digging through my painkillers in my bedroom. He didn't even realize I was still in bed. What else has he been sneaking through?
0: Yeah, okay, that's a scary and sad scenario there. You go after painkillers, then that's obviously someone who has a bit of a problem and hopefully they get some help.
1: This person says, I've had enough. I just caught my roommate telling her boyfriend she was going to fake a panic attack when i asked for her portion of the rent. Oh, diabolical. You were planning a scam to get out of paying rent and you got busted telling somebody what the scam was going to be. Do you call your roommate out in that scenario? Like you
0: overheard she here, did. She, she did. Out. She kicked her good. Good. Yeah. I mean, uh, you you that, that's horrible. I mean, that's horrible. And it's too bad that you couldn't have a conversation with her. Because if there's a reason why you can't pay your rent and you're the one that is owing to that person who, let's say, happens to be your roommate, have a conversation. D- you got caught and that's your fault. Good luck finding another place.
1: I found out my roommate's been using my razor. I caught her this Aww. morning. I'm so grossed out. I actually don't really have a problem with that. I mean, if I found out my girlfriend was using my razor, I'd probably say, let's just go get you some blades for yours. But otherwise, I don't really care if you use it.
0: But is it different that it's your like your significant other and not just like your roommate who maybe you don't you aren't even close with? Uh, Like, what if this is someone you're rooming with for the money? You found them on a Kijiji ad or some shit and you're here and then they're using your razor like, no, thank you. I don't want strangers using my shit.
1: This one is really weird. My dad died 10 years ago. I have photos of him when he was younger. I caught my roommate, a girl, masturbating to it. Oh. I'm so upset.
0: Well, was your dad attractive? I mean, you got to ask yourself those questions. (laughs) Was he in like a muscle shirt beside a really nice car or something?
1: Gray sweatpants? Back
0: in the day? Mm.
1: Just caught my roommate taking a pregnancy test. He's a dude.
0: Guys can't Curiosity? get pregnant. I know that there's been a lot
1: of discussion in the news <laughs> Wait, about this allegedly, lately. I don't think that anything has really changed in that sense. Allegedly. I think we're still not able to get pregnant. Um, my roommate watched me shower. I was really grossed out at the thought of him doing that, but I was also kind of flattered. Oh, when you kind of like it.
0: What the hell do you even mean? If, if your roommate is watching you shower... You left the door open for them to watch you shower. Last I checked, a shower is not in the middle of the living room surrounded by glass. You allowed it to happen. I'm not surprised you liked it because you opened the door to it. Literally.
1: So in that case, is it really a complaint or are you turned on? Like I'm trying to figure it out.
0: I think that the real real thing that this person's admitting to is that they kind of like being watched a little bit. And maybe they want to take it a step further. Maybe not. But there's some people who just like being watched.
1: Maybe you're one of them. One more. My roommate sits on our kitchen counters naked. She's done it hundreds of times. How do you tell the roommate that doesn't want to cover up? Put some fucking clothes on.
0: Well, on the kitchen counters too, right? Yeah. We're
1: cooking here, but you should also use a cutting board. (laughs) (laughs) If she sat nude on the cutting board, that'd be an even bigger issue. That would be an issue. All right, we're going to wrap it up for today, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of After 9. Uh, quickly here, I met some really great people last night. Mm-hmm. at uh, I was at a fundraiser for Mayor Patrick Brown from Brampton. He's running for re-election, and and he asked me to come out and say a few words, and I was happy to do that for the mayor. I've known him for many, many years, and and I did meet some great people. The guy I was co-hosting with last night is Parminder Singh. He is the the original Punjabi play-by-play guy for hockey night in canada oh cool i was actually a little starstruck i've never met the guy but i've certainly heard those calls and yeah. i have no idea what the fuck he's saying but it's cool to actually sit with him is and he, talk to is him is he
0: the one with like super high good amazing energy yes was he like that he was like that in person wasn't he yes. yeah i bet
1: he was so much fun and so was everybody who was there there was some uh former ministers and cabinet ministers even and it, w- it was a great night so to everybody who good. came out to that Thank you very much. I have a number of other events coming up this month that I'm going to promote in advance if you would like to join. For example, at the end of this month, the Milton District Hospital Foundations Gala.
0: Oh, that's lovely.
1: Is happening. Get this. The Milton Hospital is holding a fundraiser at the Burlington Convention well, Center.
0: You get whatever's available. You know what I mean? <laughs> you do what you got to
1: do. Well, there's only certain halls that can hold that many people. Yeah. I will be the MC for that one. And if you live in Georgetown, I actually just agreed to do the Georgetown Hospital Fundraiser. The Georgetown Hospital Fundraiser is happening in Brampton first week <laughs> of November. Everybody follows the bouncing ball outside here. the city. That's great. We're going to keep the funds in the community. We're just not going to keep the fundraiser in the community. (laughs) I love it. So there's all kinds of stuff like that coming up. If you get an opportunity to support a great cause like that, I hope you do. Uh, Next week, I'm doing an event with Pinball Clemens for the Rotary Club.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Is that a Hall of Fame situation?
1: Yeah, there's a Rotary International, essentially a Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. and Pinball Clemens is being inducted, and they asked me to go and speak. Rare that they would ask a Cats fan to induct a former head coach of the Argos, Mm -hmm. but here we are, and I will be doing that next thursday in god i need a secretary i don't even know one of the
0: cities in the province
1: i think that one's in woodbridge to be honest with you anyway have yourselves a fantastic day guys thanks for indulging us a little bit tomorrow's friday big announcement tomorrow big announcement and dave blizzard's gonna join us bye according to the latest numbers the netflix series monster the jeffrey dahmer story has been viewed more than 700 million hours since its release So get ready for NBC's newest series, Chicago Dahmer. Some big entertainment news, guys. Our good friend Blake Shelton just announced that after next season, he's leaving The Voice. Yep, Blake is stepping away from his chair so we can go home and spend more time in his chair. And finally, a winner was declared for the annual Fat Bear Week contest. Said the winner, wait, I thought it was just Bear Week. (laughs)